Brothers and sisters, please uh, join me in our Father's Word and Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6. I need a favor from people. Anybody here have King James Version? Can you stand up, Steve, please? Um, New King James Version? Eve, can you stand up, please? Uh, New American Standard Bible Version. <laughs> okay. uh, NIV? Okay, Jen, can you stand up? I'll do the New American Standard Bible. Um, Paul asks the question here, and um, I just want to get the different versions to, uh, of the answer. I'm just going to start off in, in Romans 5. We, most of us know the context, right? Paul's writing to a church that he had never met and never been to before. But there are, um, he's writing to them in question form, right? Because he knows that uh, he's heard or he knows that when he gets there that these Christians are going to be asking him questions about these heresies that are going around, people um, accusing Paul of false teachings, uh, right? These false teachers accusing Paul of saying that um, the, the Jews no longer have to keep the law, that, you know, you can go and sin freely because you're under grace. So Paul is addressing this issue. I'm just going to, uh, for some context, Romans 5, uh, the last few verses. The law was brought in so that the trespasses might increase, but where sin increased, Grace increased all the more, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also uh, grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? Steve, shall we go on sinning that grace may abound? King James Version. Steve, shall we go on sinning that grace may abound? God forbid. God forbid. New King... No, that's... that's thanks, Steve. New, 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 <laughs> new King James Version. Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? Romans 6, verse 2, sorry. Certainly not. Certainly not. NIV Version. Shall we go on sinning that grace may abound? By no means. And new American Standard Bible. Shall we, go, shall, shall we continue in sin that grace may increase? May it never be. So we get an indication from the, from these four different versions of the seriousness. You guys can sit down, please. Thanks. Um, the seriousness of, of what Paul is saying here, right? This heresy about, uh, you know, it's okay to sin because the more you sin, the more the grace abounds. And Paul's saying, no, by no means shall it never be. Uh, no, God forbid. So I'll just continue reading the next few verses. By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live any longer? Or don't you know that all, <clears throat> sorry, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the, that the body ruled by sin might be done away with so that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin 
once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desire. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as to those who have been brought to death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are no, because you are not under law, but under grace. Wonderful reading. So shall we continue in sin? By no means. Why not, Paul? Why, why should we not continue in sin? Uh, we are those who have died to sin. How can we live any longer in it? Or do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We're getting into um, our position in Christ, right? Our unity with him. Our, um, by virtue of our unity in Christ, we are crucified with him. Our old man done away with. Our old sinful self done away with. Uh, other verses here. For we know that our old self was crucified with him. We died in Christ. Paul writing to the Galatians, right? I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives. And it's just a, it's such a deep thought, a wonderful thought to think that we're united in Christ and in his death. You know, this death that he suffered, that sin would be put away. And if we unite ourselves with him, we need to come to that understanding that our sin also has been done away with. And Paul goes on to say... Um, Baptized into his death, verse 4, we were therefore buried with him through bap- baptism. And this is, a, I like to think, our sin now being brought put into the grave, right? Um, if I may read verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the, the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. I've shared this illustration before, and uh, I'll share it again. In old Scottish law, in the old days in Scotland, when a prisoner was was taken forth from his cell to be hanged, they would they would hang a sign over over his cell, and it said, "On this day, March 27th, 1917, Angus Young was." Anybody remember the word? Anybody remember this illustration? Justified. He was sent off to die, but he said that he was justified. Justified means that he's, um, this crime, the, the wages of his crime is no longer held against him. It's been paid in full. He's dead. That's what Paul is saying here. You're justified. You're set free from your sin because you're united in Christ in his death, and your sin has been buried in the grave in your unity with Jesus. You know, it makes me think, uh, I was sharing with Mark and Sarah last night, thinking about Lazarus, um, uh, Mary and Martha's brother, who has died. And I'm assuming he's in Abraham's bosom. Jesus loved him. He loved Jesus. I'm assuming, so he, he's, you know, in this uh, form of paradise, waiting, waiting for eternity. And he gets there, and Abraham says, you're only here for a while, Lazarus, because the Christ, Christ is going to call you forth again to the living. And Lazarus is like looking around at paradise, a place where there's no sin. And like, no, you know, I'm good here. I really don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to a, a place where there's sin, where I can continue to sin. I want to be here where there is no sin. 
Send the other Lazarus, you know, the one who's the beggar by the rich man's gate. They'll never know the difference. Send him back. Right? Now, I can, I can picture Jesus actually hesitating to resurrect uh, Lazarus because he knows Lazarus is in a beautiful place. Why bring him back? But like Jesus said, for, for those who are here, for Mary and Martha, for those who here may believe. Identified in his death, identified in his burial, and if we read on... Um, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have, uh, may live a new life. And this is where, um, the union with Christ kind of changes a bit because we think, okay, we're united in his death, united in his burial, so united in his resurrection. So we kind of take this virtue of unity with Christ and we picture ourselves already in heaven. And that's true, right? Paul talks about that in, in Ephesians chapter 2, that uh, God has seated us in the heavenly realm with Christ Jesus, right? That's by virtue of unity with Christ. We picture ourselves already there, and that's what we, we say, right? right? You know, we're Christians, so we're going to heaven. We have eternal life. But Paul, Paul says, um, raised from the dead through the glory of Father, we too may have, may live a new life. So Paul's talking about now, Right? It's a blessing to think about the future. And Paul's talking about now. You have new life now. You're living, you should be living, uh, uh, you have a life without sin now. You don't have to wait to get to glory to be without sin. You're united in Christ and his death and his burial and his resurrection and his resurrected life, his new life. And you're identified with him now. You have this new life now. I can read verse 8. Now, if we died in Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. For we know that since Christ raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died once for all. For the life he lives for all. Um, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. Now, therefore, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies. And he goes on. So just... Um, it's this new life that we have now that, that, that I just want to emphasize through our um, union with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. I just want to um, end on some verses that uh, the Apostle John writes in his first letter. Verses that a lot of us are very familiar with, very scary verses. But uh, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he, Jesus, appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him, our unity, keeps on sinning. Say that again. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues in sin has either seen him or know him. There's a sobering thought, isn't it? Dear children, do not, not, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one, the one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in in them. They cannot go on sinning, because they have been born of God. Our Heavenly Father, what blessed words we have just read Help them, Lord. Help us, Lord Father, 
that these words may sink deep within us, that we may understand, that we may identify what this means to be in Christ. That on that day, thousands of years ago, that he died and that we are united with him in his death. We're united with him in his burial and we're united with him in his resurrection. And now that we have this resurrected life, Lord Father, help us to understand that we are children of God. And as children of God, we go forth a life without sin, without sinning. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In his name.